de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 92. It is good to be back. I am wishing you all some joy and abundance. Thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is the The Colores Radio. Last episode, we brought some of the best Tejanos in the game. Ruby and Ray Berger came by and shared some of their magic. And the lovely Stephanie Bergara from Bidi Bidi Banda told us about her rise, and it was beautiful. There really are so many powerhouses in the great state of Texas, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I legally have to say it like that. Um, all over the state, in every single genre, um, people of color are really killing it and paving their own way. They always have been, which we owe to them and one another to really support each other, invest in one another, spread the word and show love. Um, but more is always on the way. And that can all be found at patreon.com slash co, where you can also subscribe and get this beautiful episode fully on video with bonus footage, um, raw, unfiltered, unedited. You can watch Pat pick her nose. It's a good time. And it helps us become a sustainable platform, which is, of course, our goal. Um, now that I've mentioned them 3,000 times, Pat, where are you? <laughs> Please join me. Hello. What's how up? Are you, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm back in the great state of Texas. Y'all, you got to say that. Y'all. <laughs> um, so you're feeling good? Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be back. Um, we got our, I got my first tornado warning within a few days of being here. So that's pretty cool. It was a nice warm welcome. You know, we love trauma here. It just doesn't How, how does it feel to have me back? Ew, what the heck? What kind of question is that? <laughs> or how fine. are you doing? Yeah, you can ask me about myself. How does it feel <laughs> to have me back? Um, it is nice to have you back for a little bit and I am doing... All right. I think I'm just in a funk this week, but for the most part, I'm very grateful and ready for whatever's next in my life. So uh, that's where I'm at. But we can always share how we're really feeling through our me moods. <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite me mood. I want to give you, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now into the reality of our existence. I should let you say it one day. Uh, this is what I consider the modern day diary. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Go all right. Patty. All right. Let me set the mood. So <laughs> I'm setting the mood for my meme. Okay. okay. Just clarifying. Okay. Um, so like I mentioned, I'm in town. It's about to be uh easter weekend which means i get to have a little barbecue moment with my family um and this tiktok i felt seen with it i really appreciate gen z's innovation so oh my god i'm gonna just play the music and then describe what's happening so as you can see there's 
laptops that have the plate of asada and there's somebody grilling some fajitas and grilling some vegetables. Oh my god! And they got a beer with their, with their iPhones and they're drinking it out of a water bottle. So they're making the whole setup of what the vibe is for this weekend. So that's the energy I'm carrying right now. Is I'm looking forward to Saturday having some asada, having some potato salad, having some <laughs> poppers. Like all the stuff, but I was just like, wow, look at them. They got their little whole technology situated out here, just getting ready for the barbecue. And it's Ramon Ayala as well. So that really like, that's like the full, full experience. So that's mm. what my main mood is currently. What about yours? Well, uh, mine's a different direction, but <laughs> I am still feeling it. Uh, yes, that's a great me mood. Thank you for sharing that. I am also impressed by the innovation. This is a classic. I think it's an old video, but I like to circulate it around Selena season. And I think we're currently wrapping up Selena season. Um, so I figured I should, uh, oh, I should, I should tip my hat off to the legendary T.S. Madison. Um, and I'm just going to let her speak for herself. Spanish, like a Puerto Rican in this hair. I felt Puerto Rican. Y'all know I love me some Puerto Rican. <laughs> I felt Puerto Rican in this. Rican. Oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> so for those who aren't watching the video, what's happening? Okay. So She's Rican. just trying on a wig. She was Mexican. <laughs> and she realizes that Selena was Mexican, not Puerto Rican like J-Lo. <laughs> But it's really a vibe. Girl, they play that Puerto Rican. That's not the point. <laughs> J-Lo, she That's Puerto Rican. That's not the point, though. She's playing the real person. The real person. The real person. The real artist that she's playing is not Puerto Rican. <laughs> you have to watch it because she has a real look of confusion. So I just can't get enough of the clip. It's literally probably two or three years old now, and it still slaps. So Yeah, I was like, I'm sure it circulates like at least once a year. It does, but it used to be just queer folks, and this year, like everybody has seen it now, and I'm like, mm -hmm. welcome, welcome to the <laughs> y'all made it. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to T.S. Madison and Selena and all the icons of yeah of our world. So mm -hmm. we have our me moods, and I'm really excited to welcome this week's Juice co-host. Yes, someone I cannot believe I haven't worked with sooner. Um, but Rodney Blue was out here making shit pop and he deserves the credit for it. Um, so I'm very excited to be bringing him out here in a sec, um, as well as someone who has really made a name for himself in DFW hip hop, LA and beyond. I'm so glad to finally be having Bando join us a bit later. So let's get into it. This yeah. is El Juguito, The Juice, where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Rodney Blue, where you at? Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, great I'm to finally Blue. see you here. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're all good. You're all good. This is your court. Oh, my I'm, God. Let me well, let me hear rules. it. Let me hear you. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm Rodney Blue, as you mentioned before. I am a, um, a podcaster, media personality, journalist, uh, advocate for Dallas, Texas, hip-hop, R&B, electronic music. Uh, and yeah, I'm a dad, and Ooh. I work in music, and 
Uh, I am very thankful that, you know, to be recognized and have an opportunity mm -hmm. to share my story and my opinions with you. Hey, look, there's not many people. No, there is probably a lot of people. <laughs> but I do recognize, and I think I probably started following your work a little more closely in the last like year or so. But mm -hmm. I, I've heard your name for a while, and several people have been like, why haven't you done anything with Rodney? And I'm like, I don't know, because I think we were both doing similar things, but kind of in different like zones, but like right. parallel to each other. And so Absolutely. I'm like, then quarantine happened, and I think that switched up everything for everyone. You know, so, we lost uh, two years. Listen, and those yeah. were some years, some really yeah. long, strenuous years. But um, yeah. I came we're out glad daddy. to have you here. You can. <laughs> so, Is that was it a way. quarantine baby? He was twenty twenty, yeah. So oh we were my locked god, down. It was, he was already on the way though. But yeah, how like, sweet! Yeah. Well, congrats on being a dad. What is it like to be a dad? It's super tight. It's super tight. Aww. It's tiring, you know. Yeah. It's uh, you know, he's uh he's a he's a growing, developing, still learning, mm. testing our limits, little yeah. human. Aww. And uh and yeah, I mean it's 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 constant growth, it's constant self analysis Ooh. and uh and uh it's unconditional love. I love it. How beautiful. Yeah, yeah see, we actually Aww. I think we talk about parenthood on here, but none of us are parents. So like we right. obviously can only say so much, but like <laughs> we take the Thea role pretty seriously and that's as close as it gets, you know? Yeah. But that's where I'm like, when I talk to folks from like our generation that are parents, I'm like, Ooh, are you okay? Like I tip my, I salute y'all. Like <laughs> y'all are braver than the Marines for real, because I know, <laughs> I know it's, a, I, I can't imagine um, what it's like, especially nowadays. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not as brave as my parents. I'm not having three in three years. Ooh, no, that's, man. Uh, that, that's that's I, I don't know how they did it. That that sounds like you know a glutton for punishment. Right. Um, no, but they do it, and then they made it look easy. Come on, man. I know. Ooh, all right. None so of us gonna... are serial killers. No. <laughs> and that oh, no. is enough. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get into some of these Drew's topics. And then I want to talk to you a little bit more just because I know you've done so much um, amazing work and, and, and you know the scene so well. Um, I always start with a little bit of like rougher news um, simply because I want to end on a higher note. Um, this case is something I don't want to talk about for too, too long, but I did just want to bring a little bit of awareness to, um, we are seeing, especially here in Texas, a lot of, uh, I don't know what else to call it besides just like misogyny against a lot of, um, women of color. Um, there was another case of a woman named Lisette that was also brought up this week, um, in regards to what they thought was a self-induced abortion and ended up being a stillbirth. And these are like really serious topics to start off with, right? Um, and then they ended up like putting her in jail. And so she had to get out and, and they realized it was a stillbirth and all this other extreme stuff. And it's just really terrifying to be a person with a uterus in the state of Texas right now. And I just want to I guess keep track of those stories because I do see podcasting as a form of archiving oral history right and Absolutely. so I wanted I want to make sure we state that right and then there's this other case a very different scenario um and I've I don't know if y'all heard about Melissa Lucille or seen that kind of circulating um I know the Innocence Project did like a kind of a piece on her recently I think Kim Kardashian even got on board which obviously gets a lot of clicks um, and in this day and age and for probably way too long. Um, but 
this case is a woman here in Texas and apparently is the first Latina woman on death row in the state of Texas, um, which is really, really tragic. And it's a case where, um, you know, a, a young child was killed and they're blaming it on her, the mother, when it was an, like a freak accident, essentially. And it's just a really sad case. And they have a lot of um, proof that it was the cops kind of making her say it. And that's what got her um you know, to now death row. And so um, they're hoping for clemency um, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm hoping by the time this is out that she has received clemency mm-hmm. um, because that is something I think we don't talk about enough is death row and how many people of color are killed by it still in the state of Texas. Um, and it is just really heartbreaking. Um, even saying like the first Latina woman, like I don't think that's something that's like Mm-mm. good, right? Like I was like, why right. is this? a stat that I should know, but it's what was on every piece I read. Um, and there is a documentary, I believe, on Hulu you can watch. So um, I'll probably be checking that out soon. But yeah, it's a really, those are really heavy topics. And I just wanted to make note of them because I I think that we are, pun- it's easy to punish people of color, right? But I think uh, a lot of times we don't hear about women, right? And what they're facing. And it's, pretty similar if not worse because it's often ignored um so i don't know if anybody has anything to add in that regard but i just wanted to make note of that because there's a lot i appreciate you bringing awareness to that i mean like you you're absolutely right i've always looked at like podcasts and it's like you know almost like your social practice right so as much fun as you know and as as great of a time as you want to have you know it's also important that like you know you make us aware of the things that you're passionate about and you know, this is something that is, yeah, largely ignored by, you know, media outlets and people mm-hmm. in power and who have the who have the, the the power to, you know, give a story legs. And so, right. you know, the fact that you're giving it legs, the fact that you know, uh, you, you you have to, you know, you have to, you you're doing you're doing great work by, Thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah, combining the things you love and care about with the things that are also like tough to swallow. And like, yeah, these are, this is, you know, I'm I'm familiar with both stories and, you know, the details Mm -hmm. of it, like, you know, are, are, are are new to me. So, you know, you putting me on and you doing your community a great service by putting them on. Thank you. Yeah, no, I definitely, I think the thing that scares me the most is to see how much, like Greg Abbott probably lives for this shit. And that's what terrifies me. Cause I'm like, okay like he's like i i'm just like he's is he gonna stop this stuff because he doesn't care about public pressure so much right like he's happy to rile up his his audience and he just keeps going um and so i hope i'm wrong in this case but i i did want to make note of that um i get see we started this this juice with a lot of misogyny misogynoir a little more is on the way um i don't think i've covered this case on this show but i have on in real life and on the internet um and that is everything that's happened with meg the stallion and tori lanes <sighs> and i just it's uh it's so exhausting already because there's just been so much back and forth and i i obviously shouldn't have happened in the first place in my opinion right like this should have never happened um but to see how horrible people have been to meg is also really terrifying um, I don't know how you feel about this, Rodney. I'm hoping we're on a similar page. And so I'm just like, 
very interested to see how it plays out because a lot of people have just been kind of listening to whatever Tori says and Tori has gotten uh, in trouble a few times now for like not keeping his distance from her and very much like publicly harassing her in many instances. And so um, it's, it's actually really heartbreaking to me to see how much people want to tear down a black woman that is thriving because she was already thriving before this thing happened, but people like to pretend that she uses it for clout, quote unquote. And I'm like, why would she pretend to get shot for clout? This is not 1995. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, ah, this is different for this ty type of artist, but it is something that is very um, exhausting. And so I was definitely curious. Uh, I am baffled by the uh, by the Tory Lanez fan club. I'm surprised that there are people out here who even like, listen take this guy seriously. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Know. I, I mean, didn't know. Remember when he was doing the quarantine thing at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. The uh, on Instagram yeah. that yeah, I was never that. a Tory person. I never right. got into him. Right. And then he was doing that, and I was like, oh, that's kind of fun and cute. Mm -hmm. And then it just went completely downhill. And now I cannot right. stand the man. And like, right. I'm like. How did this happen? And it's it is terrifying to me. Well, this is your first lesson in never trusting a man who uh, yeah. airbrushes the hairline. Stop. That's number one. How That's do you know it's one. my first lesson, Rodney? No, well, I'm just kidding. If, well, well, now we know for sure, right? <laughs> this is what you can expect from somebody who, uh, yeah, who spray paints the hairline on. Oh no, seriously, uh, his obsession with Meg is it's really it's really like distasteful. It's really like self-absorbed and ugly. And like, you know, it kind of follows a character pattern. And like, you know, right. there's there's this, there's this, there's this breed, there's this brand of man who, you know, gets all of their, I don't know, self-affirmation from humbling mm -hmm. women. Yeah. Who gets all of their like, you know, uh, there's too many of them out here. That's the scary yeah, part. Yeah, that's the only way they can get an erection. And um yeah. <laughs> and so they have to like, you know, they have to belittle like women. Yeah. And it's and it, and it sucks and it and it sucks that it can happen, you know, from the smallest level to like, you know, yeah, somebody who is a multi platinum Grammy yeah. Award winning, yeah. you know, star by any measure. Like it's pretty crazy that she's dealing with, you know, what she's having to deal with. Mm -hmm. with all that she has and all that she's accomplished there's still fuck niggas out there that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's you like know, that'll shoot you in the foot and then harass no you literally it. and i'm just like oh my god there's just so many layers and like i yeah. don't i kind of want to get into it but i don't want to give him that much of my energy but yeah. i'm just like wow this shit is really wild and it was, I think, the same summer that all the, like, protests and everything happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how is everybody wearing kente cloth and kneeling? And then all of a mm -hmm. sudden, y'all are against Meg the Stallion. Are like, divided I don't... by, yes. uh, you know, I don't know, assault <laughs> with a deadly weapon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so Massage Noir argue? is a hell of a drug. And I right. am... I'm, I am also baffled. That is the perfect way to describe it. Because I really sit here and I'm like, y'all are not all going hard for this like five three man that's been making the same music for 10 years and i am probably. not sizes but jesus christ like you don't you don't you don't love the proud family remix you know listen fan? stop oh my of god the various 90s and 2000s oh, wait. they made a new remakes. proud family right they did make a new proud family yeah okay. and joyce rice actually did the intro on that one she, uh... but she was she was tasked to oh no, tori lane's yeah. recreated the proud family theme song because you know 
he had disposable wanted. studio time, I guess. <laughs> that was more recently. Uh, the Tory Lanez thing? Yeah. No, nah, that was a while back. Okay, uh, I was like, I don't know anything about... I literally, when yeah. I tell you, if somebody was like, who's Tory Lanez? I'd be like, I don't know. Five years ago? It was ago, a SoundCloud thing, but yeah, like, it was like, oh you know, God. yeah, it was, you know, it was it was the coolest thing since sliced bread when it happened, and then you look oh, back, and it's gosh. like, that was dumb. That was Okay, dumb. well, shout out to Joyce Rice, because I'm glad they yeah. got someone else. And a Solange for the OG. Wait, that was Destiny's Child, was it? Or yeah, Solange? yeah. Okay. Destiny's Child See? and Solange. Okay, I was like, I know now I'm just getting excited and confusing it all. But right. um, let She's me get back Noles on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I just thought of more Knowles drama that I saw on Twitter. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, about the sun? That, yes, <laughs> that is the he... son is having a child. Yeah, that's what I heard that too. Oh my, I forgot. Yeah. See, now you're unlocking all this other Twitter tea I like vaguely <laughs> forgot about and did not put on our juice topics. It's oh totally my fun. God. That's what happens because when you know that you're talking to someone that spends a lot of time on the internet, y'all just go to town. We could talk for days, really. Yeah, no, I'm okay <laughs> with it. We're going to keep rolling. This is one that you probably know a lot more about than me. Um, okay. I used to be, I still am. This is still my favorite sport, but I'm not as closely connected as I used mm -hmm. to be. And that is the NBA playoffs. Okay. Um, I... Well, I guess it was about 10 years ago that the Mavs won. <laughs> and yeah. that was yeah, probably the that was probably my um the last time I was watching very very closely to be honest. Yeah. But I'm still a fan. I do know that Luka's injured right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you're a Mavs fan. Are you a Mavs fan? I'm a former no. Mavs fan. Not a former, former Mavs, Mavs fan. Yeah. You got to be an yeah. MFFL, not FFFL. <laughs> I'm okay, so who are you fan. going for? Uh, I, I'm a real, I'm a real underdog. I'm a real Cinderella story believer. Oh, I'm Jesus going for the Pelicans, the New Orleans <laughs> Pelicans. Yeah, actually, yeah. when they became the Pelicans, I was shook. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm totally like, I'm totally like betraying my whole brand identity. I'm this bit. Dallas nigga. Like, what happened? What made um, you become a bird? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, that wasn't a jab. What made me join the plot? <laughs> You're a no, Pelican seriously. fan. I, uh, I, I love, love, love the Mavericks my entire life. I mean, I grew up with you're, like, Jason Yeah, you're Kidd. from Dallas, right? Yeah, Jim okay. Jackson. Jamal Mashburn was my favorite, my first favorite basketball player ever. Uh -huh. So, like, I grew up with the old Reunion Arena. I remember when it got destroyed Demolished. for American yeah. Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, and I love, love, love Dirk, and like, I love that, like, he finally got himself one. He got the city one. It was a beautiful moment. It he got us just that one, baby. That just was that one, just that <laughs> one. And and and, you know, I looked around, you know, shortly after Dirk retired, and I saw what the next era, the next phase of the, what the Mavericks looked like, and I looked yeah. around at the rest of the NBA. And I asked myself, why do the Mavericks <laughs> want me to root for a single European all-star surrounded by B Oop. and C list substitute teachers? You know what I'm saying? Right. And continue to continue to like prop up this great white hope. Why do I keep getting suckered into this? Oh, I'm not going to God. spend another 20 years rooting for a white dude in a league full of niggas. Like, I'm hold not on, I need more tea. I've run out. <laughs> and like, and I've tried to like, I've tried to, you know, just come to terms with it on my own and like, you know, and accept my own prejudices, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like have to look them in the face. But like 
I am what I am. And like, I am my father's son. If that is and, your reason, I support you 100% for the record. And I, and I told myself, you know what? You can't stray too far from home. You know what I'm saying? Go and slide down to Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? See what them boys talking about. And oh I've gained God. a greater appreciation <laughs> for Louisiana as, as a place, as Do a culture. Do you have family from there? I don't. I know. Okay, I was like trying to make and, another connection for you. And and I remember when uh, Katrina brought kids mm, to Dallas, yes. uh-huh. uh, and that was life changing for me. It but was. like that, nobody even talks about. Like that's that's kind of that's crazy actually something that, that can probably be a whole nother podcast. Dennis. Yeah. No. Seriously. Seriously. There you go. Because that migration was like, yeah, it was someone heard of. And then to look at that and like what's happening with Ukraine side by side. Anyway. Um, Rod, Rodney, what what you doing stop, uh, stop, in two weeks the, when the next episode the comes out? No, 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 no. <laughs> we love shaking the table because I am exhausted of how. Actually, I talked to someone today, and we're like, "This is like nine eleven again, where it's like, oh, yeah. white people are being affected. Let's all yeah. care about this thing. Yeah, yeah, everywhere, all the time. Yeah. Anyways, go on, go on. <laughs> but yeah, the NBA. Uh, back to basketball. Oh yes, um, this is what our topic am, was. Yeah, yeah, the the playoffs have started uh, as of the recording of this podcast. Um, <laughs> the play-in is what's happening right now, and my Pelicans are in the play-in. Now, the Mavericks are safely secured in, like, a fourth or fifth seed, and they'll be playing the Jazz, which will be a fucking bore because the Jazz are boring. Um, and wow. so, so they're good, but the Pelicans are fighting for their lives. They have to win <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> They have to oh, win two geez. in a row and not lose. Wait, who are they up against? Even, they're up against the Spurs tonight. Oh, shit. Good luck. And they've beaten the Spurs. They've beaten the Spurs. So, okay. like, you know, I don't anticipate any kind of problems here. But then they have to play the Clippers, who just got beat <laughs> by the Timberwolves, got spanked by the Timberwolves. And, uh, and, they're, and they're pretty mad about that, I'm sure. So, uh, after all that said and done, if the Pelicans <laughs> survive, then they get to play the best record team in the NBA, the oh, Phoenix God. Suns. Right wow. for a seven-game series, and hopefully they can make that entertaining before you know being stomped out by the uh, former Western Conference champion. I'm glad you have that much hope because, damn, yeah. they will. They're really gonna have to fight to get there. You know what? The Pelicans actually started the season off like one and twelve, like one and thirteen. Like they oh, had wow. won one and lost like yeah thirteen games, and so like the damn. whole season is like being turned around right now. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. It's, it's a real Cinderella story. I hope, it is. I, hope it I will give you that. By like Giannis or like I Devin think, Booker or Luca. Yeah, no, I think that I am just. Uh, I was confused and sad when they named themselves the Pelicans. And I was like, that's the bird we chose. There's so many options. But you know, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And like, you know, if, if it took if, if it took them sacrificing the name in order to give uh, a young black dude from Dallas, Texas, an alternative Aww. to the Stop. Now you're making me want to cheer for the damn Pelican. <laughs> hey, man, I think everyone should. I think it's a great story to get behind. And like, and who doesn't love New Orleans? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Who don't got love for New Orleans? That's fair. That is true. I do actually agree with the like great white Dallas way, which is like, even, even with Dak, it was like shaking the table when we finally got a mixed quarterback, you know? And so it's just like, okay. I do say like Dallas doesn't want to admit it. And we are becoming literally one of the most diverse cities in the world. Mm -hmm. Latinos are like the majority at this point. 
and we still love white supremacy so much and we oh, would yeah. just keep keep going to bed with it forever mm-hmm. you um, act like don't nobody else exists this, ooh, is what Jesus. this is what dallas looks like it's very true it is very I true it. i see our guest has arrived i don't know if he wants to jump in on this i know he is also a sports person um if he would like to now is your moment if not we're gonna jump to our next there you are hi yo what how are you doing I'm good. I'm good. How how y'all? We're <laughs> we're acting a fool already. We're doing great, I think. I see. I, I seen a bit already. I seen. I seen. I seen Rodney talking a little bit foolishness. What's up, my boy? <laughs> come, on, come on, man. I know you're a Mavericks fan, man. man. I know you don't mind rooting for a white boy for another twenty what? years. I just, personally, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I hey, but they it. get they get the European whites specifically. They the spicy do not. Whites. Yeah, yes. because when's the last time it's you had like, a John Stockton? Like there aren't they American don't. whites excelling no. in basketball. There's Tyler Hero, and he and, and and he jumped on the track with uh with Jack Harlow because he's a cool white not boy. Jack Harlow. Yeah, man, the white boys linked up. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like, there's obviously a distinction there, but no, nah, man, it's all European to me. No, it's fast. It's fast. No, I'm not gonna disagree with that. That is, I, I'm like almost certain I've said that before because I'm like, don't let yeah, me I... radicalize y'all. Don't let no, me radicalize please. y'all. My views do not reflect the. You're not. Of you're, Bando, I'm with you. I, you are not doing it. <laughs> I was already there. That's why I'm like, yeah. I'm tired of sports. I, I, I've said before. After all the cap Kaepernick shit, I'm like, sports just mm. irritate me in general. I think I really mm. just like kind of stepped back because I was just like y'all are all so ugly for this and I just went back to my little art hoe thing <laughs> yeah Ronnie, I will agree with you though know, I'm I'm going for uh for New Orleans tonight in particular I don't even yeah, know when the maps play though so I'm kind of fake I think they're good I think they're good till Saturday I think they got yeah, they like the week to rest Pat, are you bringing yourself back in for this? No? Okay, never mind. Pat got excited. Pat was about to say something. I saw she jumped up. She must be a Luca (laughs) fan. I'm not mad. No, I mean, I totally get what you're saying and where you're coming (laughs) from because I, too, was, like, on the, like, big MFFL fan, but I kind of felt the same way. We did because we felt like they were cheated. Like, they got cheated multiple times, but I felt the same way about Luca coming. I was like, okay, this is cool, but, like, great. We're making another superstar white guy like what why it's not necessary i mean it's it's the euro league but it it hurts twice as bad the fact that he's actually going to be the face of the league that's the worst part Mm -hmm. about it (laughs) i'm team Giannis over here my son gonna have a Giannis jersey growing up that's gonna be his uh his lebron his kobe (laughs) beautiful all right so we have more topics bando you're welcome to stick around Um, I wanted to quickly touch on these because we do have to keep moving. There's a lot of new music that's out right now. Vince just dropped. I know Schoolboy Q just dropped. What are your thoughts? What are y'all listening to? Let me hear it. I'm listening to that new band, though, man. I'm listening (laughs) to that Miss Parker. Word. Yeah. Word. That's a, hey, yeah. that is a PC. That's a PC answer right there, my boy. Man, come on, man. And I was mad when you reeled it. You didn't have to pay him for nothing. a second. You dropped it a Friday and then pulled it back, and then I don't, you know, I, I, I know, man. You know, the office yeah, called. You know what I'm saying? You had to oh get your paperwork God. right. Yeah, you know, man. We called. They was like, ah, nah, yeah, man. yeah, bro. Um, I'm jamming that band, though, man. 
man i appreciate that man. that's that means a lot but i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm being <laughs> yeah <laughs> that new vince crazy to me i ain't gonna that lie this is nuts that vince is nuts it's a continuation of the rhythm he was already in man that first yeah, one he was hours. like crazy and i and and it's crazy because he got on an interview and he said um what's funny what i i people love his personality and well, of course. you know he felt like you know his content interviews and stuff like that ran up a lot more than his streaming numbers did mm. and i think it was a close person to him that told him well, it was like that's because you rap differently than you talk to people so the minute right. you start talking to people the way you talk in these interviews the minute you start like when you bring them in a little bit closer and maybe like right. do less yelling or do less projecting like you know you'll you'll be able to bring them in a little bit better and yeah. like, i mean that's immediately the effect was immediate you know what i'm saying wow. as soon Who's as that interview with like, uh, a reference point oh yeah i don't know who that uh interviews with I'm not no you're sure. good go ahead oh yeah i was just saying like as soon as he was able to give people a reference point you know something to you know actually resonate with that's when it kind of just hit at least for me you know yeah. like i was living, when i first moved to uh california i was living in bellflower like mm. right on the edge of uh, long beach so all these streets that he's talking about specifically on the self-titled album um he's talking about cherry street downey all these places i'm like man i pass these motherfucking streets every day like wow. so it's yeah i think it once contextualized started, it for you absolutely yeah once you started talking to people instead of at people i think that's when it really started resonating with with a bunch of folks yeah it is real i think it is beautiful to see though right because he recognizes the power in that immediately and he's like no i need you to listen a little closer because right. we did already love him right like that i always say like you see an artist really become a star because of their character right because of their mm -hmm. charm like that really elevates people to love someone and right. so what he's doing now is bringing us closer and making us even like oof like you know like it's just different he hits different now and i'm so excited for him because it does feel like he's really i hope he's healing through this art you know what i mean because it feels like a different era for him and it's it's really exciting sure. to see sure. it's definitely another level uh you got a favorite track on there me or Banzo? Yeah, both of y'all. Oh, I, I was just bumping Lemonade uh, the other day because I really like that one. one. It yeah, like Lemonade, Lemonade is the, uh, <laughs> Lemonade is like, I feel like that's the joint it's, that's supposed to get pushed in. Right, and it worked like, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. one of those, one of those, it's like one of the first songs of the summer because it feels right. like summertime. Right. Shit, he says summertime yeah. in the song, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's one of them. It's true. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, exactly. Uh, I think for me, like I gotta go back to the <laughs> list. I like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have to go back to the checklist. But that Mama's Boy joint is crazy. Was like, good. no, because yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting like I when I see like my Mama's mama. Boy. Yeah, like yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's really gonna be a song about his mama. And then when he yeah. starts talking about what he talk about, I'm like, oh shit, it's not about his mama at yeah. all. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, I like Bro, this game like shit, nigga. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Pat, Pat is the resident Vince stand. Yeah, I've been I standing know. Vince for forever, and hey. I I love seeing how he's evolved. And I was even telling about like it got really personal, and I really appreciated on all the stuff that he was talking about. I don't know if y'all saw, but he's actually doing a play that's coming out May first that I'm really excited about. Like he's making a play for this album. Yeah. 
That's sick. with um, I think it's I forgot what the name of the the company is, but it's like a virtual play that he's doing for the full mm-hmm. album and and, and s- tracks from other projects as well. It's what um, it's what Coach Tev did his Black Ice uh uh viewing party on that, that moment oh, house. Wow. Yeah, moment house. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really cool because I was like, it's just nice to see how he's evolving and like now, like, because the last album was one of my favorite albums last year, Vince. Mm-hmm. Like that Thanks. one I had on repeat. Yeah. So then listening right. to this one, I was just like, wow, like he just went a level further than what his past yeah. projects were. And we're like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to have those beats and stuff that y'all been bumping for forever. But now this is yeah. getting real deep and y'all are going to learn more about me in a more personal way. So yeah. I just really like it. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. I just you got a favorite what's your, track? What's your favorite song? Yeah, what's your favorite track on? Um, I I honestly like A Free the Homies because when the, to start that off like is like one of the second tracks to like open up everything and just, I was just it's, like, whoa, he just went, he just went, yeah, I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. and then I like paper cuts a lot too. Paper cuts, paper cuts was yeah. fun, but yeah, no, A Free the Homies, I was like, damn, but yeah. yeah. Taking trips favorite. is my favorite. That's the best like driving song I've heard in like. The past couple mm-hmm. years, yeah. Like, now, from this new joint, I'm a big fan of uh, when sparks fly and slide. Ooh, I like slide. When, slide is slide so slide. hard. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it sounds like a drive by, mm-hmm. and uh, and when sparks fly is like you. There are certain songs. There's a small circle, an elite echelon in rap music of rappers who have written songs from the perspective of a firearm. Mm. and it's not done it's not always done great you know what i'm saying i've heard attempts at it but there are right. some that are like extremely elite and uh yeah this this is definitely one of those when sparks fly i love the way when sparks fly sounds like a drake song and it's him rapping from the perspective of a fucking of a fucking gun like i think it's so cool well clearly we all love us some vince and oh, yeah. i wish we could i see i even <laughs> yeah. put schoolboy on there but i haven't even i won't lie i haven't listened to the schoolboy but Me i know neither. that's it's a, it's a single track and it's dope you know what i'm saying it's uh it's soccer cool. band it's, it's cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad it's i'm glad it's, it's schoolboy season i'm glad he's back mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm very interested to see what comes next. I do have a couple more topics to discuss, but we're like low key already over juice time. <laughs> but I know it would be a good combo with y'all. I definitely want to touch base on them quickly if we can. Um, we have already previously discussed Abbott Elementary when it first premiered because we were big fans. Um, and then in contrast is a show that I am not that interested. I'm not not interested. I'm just not feeling it this season like I had the previous seasons but I see a lot of people I (laughs) follow me on Twitter no just kidding um but Atlanta is the other show that I was very very excited to come back okay what show did you think it was I thought I thought it was Snowfall I thought it was Snowfall and I feel like a lot of people feel like that about Snowfall I love to see they do Snowfall. I have seen y'all complaining on Twitter about Snowfall I ain't trying to hear it yeah. until, until, until you take an acid trip come back to me and talk about the acid trip episode oh my god <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, do yourself right. a favor not you condoning acid trips on my podcast right now i'm sorry i'm sorry the views and opinions i express do not reflect those thank you i look if that if that's what works for you in your mind do what you gotta do record label 
<laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, I was. I know people were not happy with Snowfall. I that was not what I was talking about. But I have heard this. Uh, probably not the same critique as I have for Atlanta. But I don't know if y'all are watching either of those shows right now. Yeah, I'm watching both. Yeah. Watching both. Same. Okay. Y'all go ahead and tell me your thoughts because I don't want to. I don't want to cloud the skies just yet. Abbott's obviously amazing. I already said that, but y'all go ahead. I I like this season, actually. Because, of Atlanta? Because, yeah, I do. Because I think they've already given you um, hints that there were going to be episodes like this for like that that are supposed to forge different lessons outside of the actual story of Atlanta. When they did that episode, the FUBU episode, when it was showing them when they were younger and he was wearing the fake FUBU joint to school and uh, it was uh, Ern and the other kid and they was arguing about yeah. who was wearing the real Bullying one. each other. And kid, yeah, and the kid who really had the real one, they ended up saying it was fake and then he ended up killing himself. Right. And at the end of the episode, they were talking about how, you know, and I mean, this is just me, you know, taking what I, you know, inferred from the episode, but we're talking about how as black men, particularly we are kind of conditioned to be very um you know aware of our personal appearance and first impressions you know when it comes to you know the outside world you know it, it's it's that important that first impression is right. so the perception so, yeah it's, it's important what you're wearing you know how people perceive you because that can be the make or break you know for your entire life in a, in a sense and i feel like you know in that episode, kids were so worried about what they had on that when somebody told the kid that it was fake, it was too much for him to bear that he, you know, unfortunately ended his own life. So right. I think bringing that into this season, I think it's more so of telling stories that are, you know, particularly true. I mean, you know, from from the standpoint, it's like, you know, it's super sat sat satirical. But it's like, for example, that first episode, that was something in a sense that really happened, you know, yeah. with the um, with the adopted kids who were with. Yeah, the, that was the a real news story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was just like I kind of feel like stuff like that. I don't really see much from a lot of other shows. So I can, right. it, it is a lot different, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it. Right. So, uh, Rodney, you want to go before I chime in? Yeah, let me throw something out there. So Go for it. Uh, Atlanta episode by episode, right? It's its own universe. It's its own self-contained universe. There's a narrative that we all follow in, that we're all a fan of. We want to see Paperboy and Earn and the gang make it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, right. they incrementally, like, reach these milestones, but the rap career is secondary to the other stories that are being told, right? Like, you know, we've got so many other, you know, uh, internal stories right teddy perkins fucking you know what i'm saying yep. florida man you know what i'm saying like all these different like vignettes that exist inside this atlanta universe and so yeah i'm happy to see like earn and, and paperboy like you know on doing overseas Living. tours yeah. you know what i'm saying like you know like like you know successful by and large you know what i'm saying it was gucci'd out the first episode and, and made uh, me want a jacket I never looked up the price yeah. for. Everybody you know what I'm saying? Saying, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. they no, they look at they look at real good. But in addition yeah. to that, there are these stories. You know what I'm saying? There are these lessons, there are these like vignettes that exist inside the universe that like, 
yeah, challenge your perception. I love this latest episode, The Big Payback. Oh, man, just like the varying elements of what it might feel like on a civilian, white civilian level to see Black people just like cashing out for right. like decades of, you know, back old reparations. Like, I mean, it, it, it challenges conceptions previously held while also, you know what I'm saying, like reflecting this sort of distorted reality of the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's I think, and I and I totally get that, right? Yeah, that is the base. Mm-hmm. And if you know Donald Glover, he mm-hmm. has had a really like a like he definitely desires white approval, and that's mm-hmm. the part that is exhausting to me because he definitely still like to me it feels still too white centered this season, right? Yeah. Like when we watch mm-hmm. Atlanta, you watch it because of what you were saying, Bando, right? You're saying there is a beautiful blackness that is highlighted by this show, right? That's highlighted about Southern black folks. And that's what made this show so exciting. So then Mm -hmm. to see this season kind of go like, oh, look how these people would be affected if we did this this way. I'm just like, ugh, like we didn't have to hit it like that, you know, like, and I get what he's trying to do, but that's where I'm like, why couldn't he have made a whole separate show where then you can, you know, make Mm -hmm. white people, white people feel uncomfortable in these ways right that's where to me it just feels I don't know it's not it's not giving the exact feeling I enjoyed before now I'm just like why am am I supposed to be empathizing with these white folks because they're killing themselves because of reparations (laughs) like I just it, it definitely still feels uncomfortable I don't like how he's portraying like the fat black woman that was on there like she kind of became a stereotype then like it just makes me feel really. I Her guess, name was Shaniqua, like. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what I'm just like. I, exactly, like I'm like I'm I sure. think you think you're doing this, but I don't know if that's the way it should. And so because like if you are, you know, obviously a person of color or, or you know then a black person, it's like your percept your your relationship to whiteness. This is what you probably face all the time, you know. Like this is why it's it definitely feels familiar. Because we're like, oh, that shit does happen. And I'm like, this is Atlanta, though. Like, I don't want to watch Europe. I don't care to watch rich people, billionaires in their house. You know, like, and that's where I'm just like, ugh. Because, you know, then there was this interview that came out this week that people tore up. Because then again, he does bring up Black women out of nowhere and then kind of just throws it away. And so then I'm like, dude, you're not helping your case. You know, like, you're making it look worse. Because it does feel like he still tries to center whiteness in his own blackness and I'm like obviously I'm not a black person I cannot speak fully on that behalf and at the same time I'm like that's why we loved Insecure because it was completely happily black right there was no like let's talk about this trauma and make you feel bad when it's like shit that just triggered me for a week you know I don't know that's how Mm. I'm feeling I have been a Donald Glover fan for a long time but this season (laughs) definitely makes me Kind of bums me out because I was expecting a little more. So I got a multi-part response to that. If you if you give me go hit me with it, and then we gotta wrap the juice because we're definitely way over time. Okay, okay, okay. So for one, Donald Glover, uh, his baby mama is a white woman. So right, uh, anything that nigga says, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) or or the perspective he has is already you know comes from a a place of like you know like it is it is an advocacy for us because like you showed us you know what i'm saying like you know type of nigga you are anyway regardless of that right (laughs) he's still an incredible artist he's still an incredible artist he still tells incredible stories 
And knowing that, you know, does put a grain of salt in those stories. Now, however, in addition to all of that, all of that considered, right? Um, it also is a metaphor within itself for the further you get up, the further away from Atlanta Correct. you are, the further away from that blackness that surrounds you. And now you're in fucking Deutschland where the babies right. are in blackface and like, you got to be yeah. cool with it. The promoter tried to commit a hate crime against you and accidentally beat the shit out of somebody, somebody in blackface. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and like, and, and are you that, making me do this? Why are you making me do this? <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's testament to just like, you know, how far you are from blackness, the further up those ranks you go, the, the, the higher they, their success became, the more they had to sacrifice and the less of them they saw. Um, and then lastly, uh, as far as like centering whiteness this season in particular, or giving white people something to, you know, comment on or pandering to them as an audience to give them something of, uh, you know, emotional, you know, that gives that incurs an emotional response. I think that that is also a level of self-awareness that you have to have when you are the biggest, most highly anticipated show on TV. Now you have all these white eyes on you and you don't necessarily want to teach them about what it means to bake your waves like you did <laughs> last season. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you do want to sit them in front of a situation where they have to call Shaniqua by name and they have to address the fact that she's pestering them about reparations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see it so much as like, you know, uh, speaking to them or censoring them. I see is that now I've got you here. Now that I have this audience, Right. What what do I make them feel? You See, know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to that would be nice to believe it, but I do yeah. think and again, we don't have that much time, but we do often see men of color, once they get a lot of wealth and power, still try to go for like white norms of success, right? And so that mm. is exhausting. And at the same time, I'm just like, damn, you know, like I'm just like, uh, like you don't want that. So it's just there's a lot more to discuss in that arena and obviously we don't have the time for it, but I definitely just, ugh, I guess I'm I love that he sad. co-signed the scammer, by the way. I love that he co-signed the scammer. <laughs> I'm with Oh that. yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's little moments. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I feel like there used to be really. more of those moments in the show. And yeah, right now it's right. not that many. And that's it's where not, I'm just like, come okay. on. I miss, yeah. I miss that. Like, right just the 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 cringe and discomfort that made people think right because even watching i rewatched the whole series again recently and i was like damn a lot of this shit still hits the same right like it it doesn't feel like four or five years ago that this came out because these conversations are still have not passed this level right yeah. um and so i guess that's where i'm just like damn i i hope that we can create art in a way because it almost sounds like he also just doesn't like being critiqued at all and i'm like come on man like you can't be that guy if you're a guy that's interviewing yourself i would take it that you don't really like to be exactly exactly and so that yeah. but that's the thing right where i'm just like this is why i always tell people like don't be afraid to critique your favorite artist like don't be afraid to do that because we don't have to accept these people's like art as correct or norm or right right like even seeing anybody state their feeling that does not mean you have to agree with them and so that's where I'm just like all right people like think critically for yourself and know that it's okay to analyze these people so that we can keep advancing in our art or at least that's how I feel about even myself so for sure. but 
those are our juice topics and we're about to jump into this interview with bando rodney is there anything you want to share with us about what you're up to or about the dallas music scene as we wrap up the juice uh keep listening man you know uh keep grinding if you're an artist in dallas texas and you're still creating there's a reason you're still doing it right mm -hmm. don't give up on this shit continue to lay the groundwork continue to lay the foundation the eyes are on us bando is a great example of that Definitely. you know follow your dreams headstrong and like yeah and, and don't be afraid to you know apply whatever criticism you know what i'm saying like <laughs> folks might have you got to be able to listen you got to be able to you know get the people what they want uh, I am the janitor on Abbott Elementary. I am as, like, tired of you. Goes. I am so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a character that they are. I'm definitely the conspiracy theorist. Like, oh man, my god, uh, janitor. so funny. And uh, yeah, man, anything you need from me, anything you want to hear from me, uh, tap into Already Radio on SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That's where you can find everything I'm doing. I've taken a break. I'm a dad now. So like, you know, I've had to step back a little bit and get my money right. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, you know, hopefully this, this got you brewing again because we definitely you know missed you on the yeah, pod. Yeah, you definitely did. You definitely did. I'm, I'm warming up. I'm, 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 I'm at the free throw line, you know what I'm saying? Shooting more <laughs> shots. So. Uh, Where do we follow yeah, you? Uh, Rodney Blue, B-L-U, no E, R-O-D-N-E-Y, B-L-U, no E. That's all, you know what I'm saying? All together, no spaces, no dashes, none of that. And yeah, uh, tap in with me and uh, just be on the lookout for, uh, you know, my my return to the microphone. It's coming sooner than you think. Hey, man, before you go, man, let me just give you your flowers real quick. Yes, bro. give it to you him. Just, yeah, bro, I just have to give give you, give you your flowers, bro. The ear of the streets, man, bro. I mean, me and Roddy have been happening for years now. I've known Rodney, yeah. uh, you know, beyond just the, the media space. You know what I'm saying? I've had real actual conversations with this man in mm. real life. Uh, him as well as his brother Ricky Blue, and I just want to thank you, bro, for all of you know your givings, everything that you've given to the Dallas music scene. This period, bro, from already radio to even everything you're doing before that, everything that you do after that, bro, like you are yeah. a true staple in Dallas, Beautiful. Texas, bro. And I just want you to know how appreciated you are, and you should be celebrated even more than you already are, bro, mm -hmm. because you are somebody that is very important to to a lot of Dallas creatives, myself included, bro. So I, I wanted to let you know that from my myself to you, bro. Even I'm not telling you in person, but this is the best I can do right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I deserve it, bro, more, for sure. Validation. <laughs> that's exactly what that mm -hmm. is that's validation man that means listen you really you really are a testament to i mean band is obviously a testament to all your work and so that's where i'm like i know we just yeah. recently connected but that's the reason i wanted to bring you on here right because i know you know even if we don't know each other in real life yet um i think that's why it's important for us to really let each other shine right and give our flowers because we we we're so ready to give them to the stars but the people behind the scenes that are helping people shine matter just as much so shout out to you i'm Mr. happy to be Rodney a local Blue. legend man i want to see y'all shine in, in the world i'm happy I to be it. a local legend man i love it Appreciate all right you, Bando. thank y'all well that was beautiful that wraps it up for us here at the juice and we will take a little break 
Hey everyone, it's Eva here with De Colores Radio, and I wanted to do my own little promo for a company I really enjoy and believe in. I am an ambassador, so I am not biased, but it is actually my favorite Mexican candy in the game right now. It is DFW Texas-based, and it ships nationwide. That is Quepica candy. I am a literal sucker for the Quepica gushers and their rim dip. They satisfy that little sour, spicy, sweet craving, and it's got just the right amount of everything. I absolutely love their products, and I hope that you all use my coupon code EVA15 at checkout for a little discount, and I promise you won't regret it. Check it out at quepicacandy.com and follow them at quepicacandy. Super fast shipping, so good. Check it out today. Welcome back. Hailing from Arlington, Texas, Bando, formerly known as B. Anderson, is a thought-provoking, compelling artist who is using his platform to promote growth, self-awareness, and music based in emotion. Post-releasing multiple EPs, Bando has broadened his diversity while also showing his skill set and a clear evolution in his delivery and melodic flow. His name change from B. Anderson to Bando was made in 2020, described by him as exposing the true artistry of who Brandon Anderson really is. He's his own entity. Bando teamed up with TDE veteran Isaiah Rashad for the authentic and celebratory Payday in late 2021, and the breakout track, which is one of my faves, has currently surpassed 6.5 million streams and counting. Since then, he has been paving his way, building upon the fundamental stepping stones of the music industry and showcasing his undeniable wordplay. As a force within the Texas music scene, the rising star has started to break into a nationwide and I will say global audience. Welcome to The Colores Radio, Bando. Yeah, hey, that was fire. That was a fire intro. Thank you so much. You, you, you did that. Wallace, did I do do what I do you justice? You did. You, did. you made me Beautiful. sound like somebody on this on this show. You made me sound like yeah. somebody. I appreciate you it. You are somebody. I actually think you're probably too humble, but that is okay. Oh, it's man. it is nice to have humble rappers out here. Yeah, you gotta stay humble. <laughs> stay humble so that way if it falls, it won't look too bad. Hey, hello. <laughs> it's real. It happens. Um, right. so I have known you for a long time, Bando. Yes. Yes. I think I've known you since probably like 2014. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, do you remember how we know each other? Yeah, I remember. Okay. We met each other living, well, we were both going to UNT, living yeah. at Gateway. I was working at Gateway. At the you time. were with my yeah. one of my besties. Friends, Justine. Bar. Yeah, shout out. Bar is not about them anymore. No. Yeah, Justine. Um, shout out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we meant. Shout out Justine. Yeah, for sure. Shout out my sweet friend Justine. I think uh she I think we actually me and Ari got a tour from you one time when we were trying to figure out where we were moving. And then uh I it yeah, I'm like, I don't even think you'll remember that. You don't we have to say giving a little tour. And then that's when I guess I met you because Justine had invited you to like a birthday thing or something. Mm -hmm. And I just remember mm -hmm. you and I were talking about hip hop for like hours. Hours. And I yep. was like, yo, I could really talk to this person about this. Cause yeah. you know, there's some people you're like, mm, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I was like, yeah. we were talking about, we were actually uh, talking about Childish Gambino at that time. Cause so that was great. right after because of the internet. And then like, obviously 
Kanye and Kendrick, of course, came in that conversation. But we've known each other a long time, and it's been really beautiful to see your rise. And so I'm so excited to have you on my show and interviewing you today. Of course, it's, it's past time. Should have should have yeah. been. been. <laughs> it's true. I, no, I agree. I agree. That's what I told Rodney. I said, "Man, we were supposed to have you earlier this year, but I got COVID. So I'm just glad no, we got I mean, you here now. So how's uh, you doing better though? Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I definitely have to touch on the fact fact that you rep Arlington, Texas harder than anybody I've ever met. Um, I think that's also where we connected because I went to an Arlington high school and nobody, nobody, there's not, there's a lot of us out here, but like not really. Um, but yeah, tell me how growing up in Arlington shaped who you are. Yeah. Um, so uh, Arlington, that's, that's so wild. Um, <laughs> so my family initially was living in Irving for like a year mm. uh, and then we moved to um where my mom still lives um in Arlington it's actually on the edge of Arlington so my um oh. my, my actual um address is Grand Prairie what see that's yeah yeah, but see, that's the thing. I don't even rep Grand Prairie. Rep I walk of my yeah, I walk outside oh, of my house fair. and I'm at Arlington. Right. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, where my mom's house is, is right uh, off of Camp On the Wisdom. border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there um, off of Camp Wisdom and Lynn, right over there. Right. So, um, but yeah, growing up in Arlington, it, it was just, you know, um, in South Arlington, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, community. Um, mm. you know, there it was it was not as um diverse as it is, I guess, in more north and west Arlington. It's definitely right. uh, more people of color there. Um, yeah, and that's and funny because I would I definitely was around hella white people when I was in North Arlington, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> but for sure. There yeah, is yeah, a north, lot going on, yeah, north, yeah, north Arlington, west Arlington, definitely you'll see more of that, but. Once you get more towards the east and south, it's definitely more of a mixing pot. You see more people of color, and that kind of um, gave me a different perspective growing up because you know I was able to, you know, not only grow around kids that look like me, but you know, uh, Hispanic children, you know, um, Asian folks, white folks. Um, so it was, it definitely gave me a point of reference when it came to you know learning about different people, different cultures growing up. Um, right. And then, um, I mean, I was grateful. I mean, I was I was lucky enough to be uh, in you know that area my entire life. I went to West Elementary in Arlington, then went to Barnett, then went to Bowie. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know I'm Arlington bred for sure. <laughs> and your newest video has Arlington all over it. So how did that yeah. feel to come yeah. around and do? Um, I feel like kind of like a, a full circle moment in a sense, yeah. just because. Um, you know, after doing some things like in music, I mean, I'm always grateful for everything that I, I've done in music, but to do some, you know, successful things and then to come back home and really like give people a uh, a true view of, of where I'm from and things I kind of came up around, it was, it was, it was nice for people to see on a bigger scale than, you right. know, from my first left, you know. No, I definitely, I, I admire how you put on for Arlington because I, I've I've realized even you know more recently in a lot of our interviews a lot of these like top DFW dogs are from these like 
not Dallas proper, not Fort Worth proper, but like the little suburbs around it. And I think yeah. it's so fascinating. And that's why I'm like, I, I go hard for Grand Prairie for the same reasons, even though like yeah. a lot of my family's Oak Cliff based, right? And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of them were born and raised. And so that's where mm-hmm. it's just like, I think we know that, at least for me, I'm like, I still rep Dallas. I don't know if you rep Town or Tarrant County. <laughs> I mean, when I'm when I'm when I'm away, I mean, it's it's the entire metroplex, right? Like I put on for for Dallas Fort Worth metroplex because at of the end course. of the day, don't nobody know. I mean, some people know Arlington, but you know, for the for the most part, people don't really just know what Arlington is. So it's easier yeah. to stay Dallas as a reference point. But yeah, whenever I'm away, it's it's the entire metroplex. That's right. That's what I'm trying to put on for. No, I feel you. I feel you. It's that same thing, though, but because there's so many mm. of us doing so much amazing stuff. And then mm. when you're out of, outside of here, it's just easier to be like, okay, I'm from Dallas. Let me yeah, just, that's right. let me just, just get to the sense. point. Right. So what was the journey then from, you know, young Arlington cat to rapper? How did you, how did you, was that something you always were in love with? Or was it very much like, oh, shit, I can't get away from this? <laughs> yeah, definitely the latter. Uh, when I was coming up um, in high school, I was just trying to figure it out. Uh, play basketball, ran track, was in the drama club. Uh, okay, I didn't know this side I, of you. Just, yeah, I was just trying to, you know, I I was just I was keen to being good at things. So that's mm. that's what it was. But when it came to music, I wasn't good at it, and I think oh, wow. that's what gave me the um. It kind of gave me the the push that I needed to really just try to go full force with it because I wasn't amazing at it like I was everything else. Like I was, you know, I felt like I didn't need a lot of practice with a lot of things. You know, I was just naturally gifted at basketball. I was naturally gifted wow. in trying to be an actor, you know, and I kind of just felt like things came easy to me. So once I found something that didn't, that's when I knew you were that determined. That I was there you go. I was determined to get it right. Okay, so that makes me, and I don't know if you're into this shit, but I have to ask what your sign is, yeah. because if you have to compete to be great at everything, I need yeah. to know what it is. Uh, I'm a Pisces. I'm a oh, Pisces. See, oh, I remember now! Yeah. Your birthday happened right after mine. Okay, you're like kind of cusp, though. You're like borderline Aries. Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm that's probably where the competitive side comes from, because I'm like, that's we're cool. not that competitive. But that is fascinating. So you were just naturally good at everything. And what kind of music were you practicing that you weren't good at at that time? Was it rapping then already or was it? It was, it was rapping. But the thing is, like, initially, I wasn't even a, a fan of rap. Uh, oh, wow. You know, my, my parents um, kind of had me listening to, like, older stuff, uh, like mm-hmm. the Earth, Wind & Kim's. Nice. Um, stuff like that but uh my mom was kind of into it because all her family is out here in california so okay she's like pop you know uh and you know kind of like older rap um you know rakim stuff that she was into but nothing that was present and until i heard um which a lot of like rappers are inspired by but once i heard kanye uh through the wire I'll never forget it. I was in, uh, I was here. I was in California uh, with some of my family in Compton uh, watching the box in that video. Uh. And I was just like, this dude is not talking about shooting nobody. This is, and, and that's the thing. Cause it's like, I mean, that's cool. Like all, all, you know, influences of rap are super cool. Like the gangster rap right. is just as necessary as the conscious. They rap. all mean something. Yeah. Right. But for me, I couldn't relate to any of it. So mm. once I seen Kanye and he was just rapping, you know, with a pink polo and a backpack and, and people was making fun <laughs> of him, I was like, oh, I'm a nerd. Like, this shit is yeah. cool to me. Like, yeah, you felt seen. 
yeah, I felt I, exactly. I felt seen. So that was like I, I remember begging my mom to buy me that album. It was the first album I ever got with cussing on Aww. it. You know? So cute. Yeah, to answer your question, like I didn't start actually rapping or trying to rap until like I was out of high school. I was probably about 20, 21 years old. And mm. and this I was just writing poems and I was hanging around like people that made music, but I was just too scared to do it myself. So once wow. I actually started trying to put the words to music, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good at first. It wasn't. That's it wasn't. A, you're not if you were supposed if you were great at the beginning, that would be yeah. very, very special. But I think it's usually yeah. a journey for most. For sure, for sure. It's it's been it's been a long one. And you never stopped from then on. When did you start getting good and feeling confident in rap? Um, I mean, I started getting confident pretty quickly. I put out my first project in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I was confident, but I think it was more so just like the confidence of finishing something. Like it wasn't really mm-hmm. just confidence skill. But once I put it together, I was like, okay, I got to put this out because I finished it. I worked so right, hard on it. Completion. I got to finish. Yeah, it was, that's, that's what kind of pushed me over um, as far as giving it to other people. It wasn't really the fact that I just thought I was the best. I never, I never thought I was the best rapper, but I thought I was, I thought I had ability. So. And do you think that was partially because you were like, that completion was for self as opposed to like, I'm trying yeah. to be the best out there, but like, I did this for me. I, that's that's still what I go off of now. That's um, awesome. Yeah, that I feel like that usually comes later for a lot. Of, I, I I even yeah. with my work, it took me. I'm probably mm-hmm. just now starting to like, what do I want to do for me, yeah. not for mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's what it was because like before I was like, man, I'm not good at this. I can't finish this. So once mm-hmm. I actually did, I was like, okay. This it's like you know you study for a test and it's like if you really put your your all towards it you're gonna go into that quiz whether it pass or fail you can go in like well I know right. I put my all towards this so I'm gonna just live with the you know with whatever the results are because I know I put my all and that's kind of how I looked at it with the music I was like I I try I really tried <laughs> I really right. tried with this so I'm gonna just put this out and see where it goes and I've just been doing that for eight and it's years. worked. Yeah, it has absolutely worked. So what what have been uh what is feels like the biggest moment for you so far? Uh the, <laughs> the biggest moment I don't even know if I could uh, yeah, I'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the biggest moment for me was probably um meeting Kendrick Lamar and him knowing Aww. who I was. Oh wow! Yeah, when was I that? Think, I have so many questions now. That That's amazing. Was, um, yeah, that was that was last year. Uh, wow, October. Um, I was uh, I was talking to some folks, and the folks I was talking to is uh, is connected to him, and he ended right. up being being at the same time, and we kind of like passed through and. The A and R that I was talking to was like, "Oh, this is Vando," and he was like, "Oh, so yeah." I would have probably started crying. <laughs> the thing is, I was so like dumbfounded; it didn't really hit yeah. me for two days. Like that, oh, I was wow. like, oh. he, "He knew who I was." Like, and so yeah, that's probably as far for me. That's probably one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest moments for me as far as my my career personally. 
I love it. That is so amazing. I'm so glad that you had that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully more of those moments will come. I definitely, um, I want to know, you know, your bio shared a little bit about Payday. It is a great song. You obviously uh, dropped another new track. We're ready for more Bando. Um, I am wondering what was it like to work with Isaiah Rashad? Because I know that was one of your big inspirations as well. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's a dream come true, right? I mean, you know, I, I can't really explain it just because I think that um, you you kind of have these these moments in your career where it's like you see things happening. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to win a Grammy or, oh, if you're an actor, I'm going to win an Oscar and I, right. I can see my speech now. But then right. when, like, the moment starts to actually, like, materialize, mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, for Definitely. sure. Like, like and, and <laughs> the, the worst part about it is, like, you know, as a rapper, you want to keep your cool. And, right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you got to be normal. <laughs> yeah, so, like, when we're in the studio, I'm kind of just, like, you know, trying to play, play it cool. And I'm just, like, yeah, <laughs> cool. But in my mind, I'm like, bro, like, Holy you don't understand, shit. like, like yeah. I used to listen to you like going to class failing failing papers <laughs> like like but I was like you know I everything's gonna be okay because I'm listening yeah. to Isaiah walking home like That's so awesome. um it was it was definitely a special moment he's a super super cool guy um love it you know super gracious uh, and I was just grateful for him to you know for him liking the song and you know wanting to put his uh you know his talents on it so of course wonderful i think his project with cal was my favorite of last year that shit was just so fire and i was kind of sad that it didn't get any like grammy um Mm -hmm. i guess too much of that but i'm like that i think that was just like a beautiful album for the south and it really just had there's so many little intricate details in that album um that I was just yeah. like whoa you know like that's that really did something that's the thing though that's 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 crazy what you said like what you just said like for the south there mm-hmm. there are influences in that album that some people may not even understand unless you from that like yeah. you know so even just like that. Kool-Aid pickles type shit I was like whoo you know like they, it means something he was in there talking like KB has a has a snippet in there talking about Red Bird skating like, oh shit! I don't think I caught yeah, that one. Yeah, like he's talking about like don't spill Damn. on the skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I remember that. It's like it's like if you're not from Dallas, if you're not from the DFW. Like, yeah. you may not even know what Redbird is. No like, idea. Yeah. So it was just like like when I heard that, like imagine like, and I'm I'm at a place where years five six years ago like i'm sl- me and kb sleeping on the floor like yeah, it did like yeah, yeah. You know, so to hear that on an album that was at one point the number one rap album in the world i was just like yeah. man it's like that's beautiful what is that feeling you have you your whole crew is winning and, and you're up next so how does that feel um i don't know it's it's, it's like I think this is where 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 I, I try not to be, you know, as humble as I feel. Yeah. But it just it just it just feels like destiny, honestly. It's just mm. like, you know, I kind of just feel like, you know, I've I've been around so many people that have, you know, literally dedicated their lives to, you know, to music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
these are people I that, I've, that I've come up with, you know, for years. Like my my best friend, um, Super Miles from the third grade, you know, mm. he support himself and his family now through music. Oh, wow. Like Is he Act Town too? Uh, yeah, yeah. Went to oh, all wow. the school. West Barnett. West nice. Barnett, boom. Yeah, yeah, that's what Damn. I'm saying. So it's just like to see it um, all materializing like through the years. It's just like as much as you know, I, you want to say like, "Oh, this it's unbelievable," but it's just like, nah, I, I believe it because it's just, yeah. I've seen I've seen what goes behind it. I've seen yeah, people, be you know, present go, in that, own it. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's what it is. I think that that makes me not as surprised because I've seen what goes behind it. Mm, that's real. That's beautiful. Well, I definitely wish we had a lot more time to talk because I mm -hmm. would love to hear more and it feels like there's a lot more we need to catch up on. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a little game for us that is a Patreon exclusive. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that is our rapid, rapid fire game exclusive to Patreon. And I think I shared this with you. It is a new rule that any rapper that comes on the colores has to freestyle for a minute. <laughs> no. I don't know if you remember no. me saying that. No. No, because the rule started this year and Coach Ted was on last year, but we opened this, this year's episodes with Pretty Boy Aaron and he tried to freestyle, but we learned that that was not his um strongest area uh i don't know if pat or jeremy want to jump in if they have a little free beat we found on the oh internet <laughs> okay i wasn't expecting this all right i should have warned you again i'm sorry i okay. definitely like mentioned it to you probably a couple months ago you did and i told you okay he's like why are you making me do this right now no, no it's fine okay okay it don't it it could get you just give us a a couple bars it won't be too tough hopefully okay let's see look at this what are you showing us pat what's happening this looks like the damn inception my eyes oh my gosh well pat is quietly showing us a screen and uh Last time, I think we tried to put the grinding beat on, but I don't want to get no kind of copyright uh, infringement situation. Uh, Pat, I'm going to throw you in because I don't know what's going on, but uh, please enlighten us. Um, so I have a beat playing for Bando to go off whenever you're ready. I don't know what y'all want me to count you down. I don't know. I can't, I can't hear it. I yeah, can't. we can't hear it. No, Let that's how we were again. like, what is oh, going weird. on? Let me try again. Hold on, hold and on. And then I have a little special guest joining us for self-care, so we'll have to jump into that next. But I am definitely enjoying this. And if you want to bring up a beat on your end, Bando, we can also do that if that makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah, because I was like, I, I mean, I know you know what you do. I just literally <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> we YouTube. We YouTube a free beat <laughs> because we're not rapping. I'm sorry. I don't even know a SoundCloud sample I could have used. The bee's like, y'all are really um, making me do this right he's now. He's like, okay. why are y'all doing this? <laughs> But I could play the one that you want, like the one I had, if you want to see what it is and then be like, but we couldn't hear it. I think I can play it now because I'm on the screen. So let me see. Okay. Oh I'm hit Why play. am I nervous? Not this face. <laughs> it sounds like aliens. This I'm is pull, not I'm good. Gonna pull, I'm going to pull that up. On yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, okay. Is that it? Oh, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. Why did it sound like aliens at first? I think that was just the melody of the beat. Okay, it's kind of hard. I'm like not mad at this. <laughs> you know, it is hard. I, I, look, I'm about to fight it. Hold on, I'm about okay. to pull it up so you can get the full. I can also send you the link if you want. Oh my gosh. Alright, I found it. Up top. Okay. But just skip, skip the, skip the like first 15 first seconds because yeah. it says some like weird like intro thing but oh, the rest is good. <laughs> shout out to all the listeners that are like what is going on right now <laughs> i just hey, paused it so bando can put it i can kind of hear it oh he had to take a step a sip of his fresh mexican press juice okay, okay. there we go let's go you hear me? Yes. You hear me? All right. Look, ain't it change, but the change in the range. Watch a nigga bling on you. Try and maintain the chill. She can get for real. Looking for the thing on you. We just want to get a lot. Trying to get the stuck higher than some angel dust. We just trying to put the blame on us. They just trying to what we made it from. Southside, I'm going to stay at eight times. Just so I never forget it, dick. I came up on the 360, dick. Shout out to this EMPZ, dick. My city missed me. Hope they don't get me. But that shit crazy, dick. Yeah. Hey. Hey. That's all I got for you. That's all I got. That's all I got. Listen, Yay, you're, thank you. If there is a the Colores Rappers Freestyle Contest, you're in first place. Yeah, okay? you, got, you got it. Wow. Well, hello, we're gonna bring you back for a, a cipher next time you're in town. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yep. thank you, Bando. You're amazing. We appreciate you. Is there anything else you want to share, or where can we find and support your work? Uh yes, everybody watching this, uh just follow your dreams, believe in yourself. Um, you know, I've I've been through a lot of stuff, uh, and I'm making my way. I'm trying to tell you, I'm I'm somebody that you can believe in. If you don't believe in yourself, I'm telling you, just just do what you what you believe in, and it'll work out for you. Um, if you want to look for me, you can find me on all social media. My IG is I am dot bando. That's I'm dot bando. My Twitter is bando's tweets. Uh, my website is I'm bando dot com. Uh, yeah, is. follow me on all stream, streaming services and shout out to Decalores Radio. Hey, oh, thank, thank you. you. We're so glad we finally got yes. to have you on and we'll yeah. keep cheering for you. I can't wait till we can collaborate again one day in the future, but we wish you all the yeah. success in the world. Next time y'all come to LA, we got we got we got to link up next. Time I know yes, we can. We won't so have juice. Close. No juice. Yeah. though. we'll have an actual proper meal. Oh my god, right. we can have a little okay. cute juice. Act all skinny legend for a minute. That's that's okay. Oh yeah, my god. Sure. All right. Well, thank you, Bando. Thank we'll see you, you later. Take care. Yay. Ah. All right. Well, that that was more than I I'm always so like excited and I love these things and then they're always a little more than you um even thought they would be and it's just so beautiful so 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 glad um to see Bando's growth through the years and I can't wait to see what's next for him but that means it's time for us to find some grounding and take a breath so if our sweet guest for self-care corner is ready we will bring her up because i have been waiting to have a conversation with this beautiful being for a long time simone how are you doing i'm doing well can you hear me yes you sound lovely you look lovely your background is lovely i'm feeling it all 
my room uh yeah i have a i have an actual mic here so i was you like you know what we love professionals because i said damn she sounds better than me <laughs> i love it well this yeah. is our segment which usually i would i sing it typically and i say self-care corner and oh. i typically share something that i'm doing for my own self-care and through the years you know it's kind of been a journey and and there's always been something um, that I think we've touched on in different ways, but we've never actually had someone that I would consider like a professional, you know, come in and share things um, surrounding like spirituality. And so I was definitely hoping you could tell us a little bit about yourself and then maybe share a little bit about your journey with spirituality or maybe a tip or something you might um, suggest for folks. Because I know each week is like a lot of different emotions and things happening in the universe. And it obviously affects us very much. <laughs> Yes. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I do tarot. I think Yay. that's probably the like the cornerstone of my spiritual journey. Um, it's generational for our family. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So my grandmother taught me at a very young age. I was interested in the occult and Ooh. I always would have like very prophetic dreams and wow. um she used to read tarot cards and I asked her if she can teach me when I was around seven oh, so nice. it's just something that I've always done even that number is beautiful and distinct yeah wow yeah. so it is something that was then very normalized in your family mm -hmm. yes? and so it just felt natural and you fell right into it at the age of seven or did you get mm -hmm. more comfortable with it kind of later on well so the thing about tarot, uh, are you familiar with tarot or have had a reading? Okay, so I this is why I'm like, oh, I love your story because it's obviously very opposite to mine. I grew up, my family uh, were very Catholic and like I went to Catholic school. And so as I like kind of went to high school, I separated myself a little bit from it because I didn't like that I felt like a hypocrite because mm. I wanted to like, fight for what I was believing in. And I didn't like that we were like, quote, you know, anti-gay, like very just a lot of injustices are what is often supported by, um, unfortunately, a lot of Christianity, I believe. And so that's obviously sometimes that could be very problematic to folks or like uncomfortable for folks. But mm -hmm. that is what my experience was at that time. And so as I've gotten older through the years, I became a lot more in touch with my spirituality. And then I started to realize that like, a lot of the other side of my family was also connected to like spirituality oh, yeah. in a different way. <laughs> and I didn't know that like one of our tias owned a botanica shop off of Jefferson back in the day, you know, stuff like that. And Do they so, still own that shop? No, I wish. But it's like, once I learned that history, it like start, everything started to make sense. Right. Um, and so I think now, I think I've only had probably two or three tarot readings in my, in my, in my cards in my life. And that's probably in the last like, four years or so so it's pretty tarot specifically is very fresh to me because I did have to kind of gain a trust um with myself and with um you know I guess the spirit realm in general in a way that I guess was comfortable for me because in my other religion it was kind of very against it you know and it was um you kind of were taught to stay away and all of that so it's definitely been a journey where I'm like oh I realized I've had this power my whole life and also I do realize that a lot of self-care comes from it right because there is yes. so much there's so much beauty in spirituality and connecting um with yourself in the universe in, a, in an otherworldly way 
Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like any breakthroughs that I've experienced through better understanding myself and becoming my more authentic self has Mm. been through accessing my spiritual self. Right. Um, So yeah, it's very much connected. I feel like um, outside of tarot, which I don't necessarily want to say outside because I'll say alongside. Right, right, right. I'll say alongside tarot, a meditation was a big Mm. opener for me. I feel that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's where you really realize your power, I think, right? And through that breathing where you're like, oh, this connection is possible. Mm-hmm. Well, it. the cool thing about tarot is it actually goes through like the ups and downs of a life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really does give you, I feel like having access to that understanding um, really does give you compassion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because a lot of times in society, what we're presented with or what we have been presented with is these set of rules and these Mm -hmm. institutions that that bring up do this this way. And this is the result, you know, go to college, find a husband, get married, have kids, buy a house, get retirement. Right. Tradition. Tradition. And when when I explore tarot or even when you're looking through all of the cards, it's not so straightforward. It's so diverse and it really mm. does bring you to the totality of what a life is like and exactly. a life the and the up and down, the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when it does do that, ironically, when people think about spirituality, um, they always think about something kind of floating up here, mm-hmm. but really it's all encompassing. It's right. your physical realm. It's your, all the things around you. It is your like higher self. It's your mental self. It's your physical body. I mean, it gives you access to um, bridging all of yourselves together. A lot of times I do readings. I I always check in with the mind, body, soul, and spirit. Every time I do a reading, that's kind of like the first thing that I do Um, just to see where all those placements are at. If they're coming into alignment, what, what is combating one another and what are we really leaning into? And honestly, a lot of times that people feel, I feel like people lean into their mental energy and then they avoid their heart space. That is probably like consistent throughout. Do you think people have a hard time differentiating the two for themselves? Um, I feel like. Because they're so intricately connected a lot. I feel like a lot of people decide emotions are scary. A lot of people haven't been in households where emotions were held, like held space for. Mm. They, If they were ever inconvenient for a parent or something like that, you know, people weren't able to get that full expression or that even understanding of their emotions. Right. So a lot of times when you don't have the range or the language mm-hmm. of the emotional wheel, um, anytime you move from being in those positive, happy, excited, love and light energies to things that you might not fully understand or you don't want to admit, like 
manipulation, jealousy, greed, things that society deems you're a bad person if you feel any of those things. Right. If you do start to feel any of the things on the darker side or the shadow side of yourself, you immediately go to anger because you're frustrated. Yeah. So I feel like a people tend to avoid that because when they go from it's either I'm positive and I'm ignoring like all the things that make me sad or I just completely tap into like fight flight or freeze like Mm, trauma response to it right I feel like people do that so I feel like running from emotions is just kind of like so easy to do and I feel like also um one, people not having the experience to sit, spend time with them, but two, it's we've demonized them so much. Absolutely. I think we've demonized the dark side in general. I know that's something I had to kind of come to terms with yeah. in the last year or two, especially, you know, living alone through court through most of quarantine. It was like, oh, you start feeling those darker things. And it honestly was a lot of these like, you know, spiritual practices that allowed me to realize like this is needed in order to get this right. Like you have to embrace and hold space for that as well, not run from it. Um, And that's because I Mm -hmm. consider myself someone who's very emotionally aware. Um, And at the same time, it's like, that's where our growth happens, right? Is really Mm -hmm. allowing that to just, you know, process itself and you help it process. And hopefully um, you come out on the other side, feeling a little more, a little more understanding of your own, of your own journey. So I love listening to you. I wish we had so much more time, but we unfortunately do not. Are there any um, special self-care tips that you recommend or that you're practicing in your own life right now that you'd like to share? Um, well, I guess going back into the embracing the emotional space, I'll say that I've been giving myself a lot of grace. I think mm. grace is a good self-care practice. Absolutely. Um, on top of discipline too, but grace is definitely alongside that. Mm. So I feel like if you are experiencing one of those days where you're just, you don't have the energy to clean or do mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. And I say Quote these with air quotes yeah. because, mm-hmm. you know, supposed tos are just very rigid, but, okay. um, you know, just allowing yourself space to, you know, relax and maybe even practice somatic things. So somatic is like physical things. So um, mm-hmm. like EMF, EMFT, I guess mm-hmm. EMT, EMF. I'm sorry, I get it mixed up, but there's a meditation. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, the tapping, the tapping meditation. I literally just started that. That's my new self-care practice. And I would say that that's probably uh, my favorite right now because I definitely feel like anytime I have anxiety peaks, it really does help bring me back into the physical body and relax. So yeah, I need to, I hope you put a video out with some practices on that soon so I can go find it and start practicing it because I'm sure after listening, people are going to want to um, try these things because it's definitely, I think we're all feeling such a wide range of emotions after the last couple of years. And so that physical touch that allows our anxiety to come down is definitely necessary. And I hope that they've um, seen your beautiful magic as I um, connected with you online and hopefully again in person someday soon, but you really, um, you have it. And I'm grateful that you're here sharing with it, sharing us, sharing 
it with us today here on the Colores Radio. So thank you, Simone, for being here with us. Of course. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. Of course. And where can we find and follow your work? Um, so I am on Instagram at The Sensual Sage. Um, over there, I do talk about herbs, tarot, spiritual dance movement, and meditation. Um, you can also catch me on Facebook, the same, The Central Sage. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. And you can email me if you ever want to book a personal reading at I am the sensual sage at gmail.com. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. I hope you get some bookings from this. I definitely have enjoyed following you. And I look forward to the rest of your journey and hopefully connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. Have a good one. Thank you, Simone. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. I am sad that I can't talk to everybody for like ever, but hopefully I can find them in real life. Pat, can you give us our Black Business of the Week? And we are going to wrap. Hello. I'm back. So um, I know by the time this episode comes out, we'll be getting ready to treat our moms for Mother's Day. So I wanted to highlight our friend um, Bem, who's got blooms by Bem. They make really beautiful bouquets of flowers. I know I've been wanting to like treat myself for one. I have hit her up about doing one and maybe having it mailed to Albuquerque, which she said she can do. But she does make some beautiful floral arrangements. You can find her on Instagram at Blooms by Bem, which is B-E-M. I don't know if you have anything else to highlight about her work, Eva, but that is my Black Business of the Week for this week. Um, yeah. Yay. Thank you, Pat. I love Bem. Shout out to beautiful Bem. And I, too, want a bouquet. So hopefully sometime soon we can both We're just going to both treat ourselves. <laughs> or somebody can send one to me. No, I'm just kidding. Who um, wants to send us some flowers? Right. Uh, Pat, now we got to go to Who You Got because I try to make these episodes under uh, two yes. hours. Um, so my Who You Got <laughs> is obviously one, Vince Staples and Omar Apollo both dropped an album. So did Sid. And I've been listening to Vince's a lot and Omar's on repeat. But I do want to mention Everything Everywhere All at Once superb film i know eva and i are about to see it she's gonna love it um i highly recommend it probably one of the best movies i've seen in a while so that's my who you got who you got damn that was so fast i don't even think i got mine prepared does jeremy have one (laughs) (laughs) no damn it okay that's fine that's no pressure no pressure well i have been listening to a lot of coco and claire claire and thames and they probably have my musical heart right now because it's just a very it's fun, fun it's fun a fun chill vibe and it's great for the spring great for the spring thank you pat i y'all when it gets to the end of these episodes and we're nearing two hours my energy is not how she used to be <laughs> so i start losing steam but i have been um definitely listening to those artists i really enjoy them i hope you check them out and i think that means it's time for us to wrap it up here at Ooh. the colores radio thank you so much for spending time with us today we have so many amazing things in store to celebrate our five-year anniversary we made it oh my god we have our joy and community zine coming out soon stay tuned for that i definitely suggest uh subscribing to our patreon right now because there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff coming so you 
definitely want to be in for that. I want to give a major thanks to Rodney Blue, Bando, and Simone of the Central Stage for Sage for stopping by and sharing their talents with us today. Please go support their work. You will not be disappointed. A special thank you to all our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies on Patreon. Remember, you too can become a financial supporter of the Decolores Radio family today and get early access to exclusive content. We truly cannot go on without your support. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn review. Keep it going, Pat. Oh my gosh. Ah! Hold on. Now oh I'm my gosh. We'd I wasn't love ready. to keep growing. So if something resonated with you in this episode, please share it with everyone you know. Don't be afraid to reach out and follow us at The Colores Co. Tweet, Tweet us. us. If, you, if you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow Eva at Eva Aragine and me, Pat at Pat.Aragine. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is the Jeremy Pestina. Booking for everything. He's amazing. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Support us on Patreon or visit us at decolorisradio.com. Thanks again for joining us and tune in next time for Decolores Radio. Period. Woo!